feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And the ladies. Talk to them, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with another episode of The Farm. Jarrell, we, 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 we getting the, you, you, you just coming who, onto the scene. Who, who, that you've, been, you've been hiding behind the scenes. Who let us do this? Well, you know. How did this happen? I don't know. I'll talk to the people. You know what I'm saying? The people have been trying to hold you down. You know what I'm saying? Now we got to get you on the spotlight. All right, listen. Here he, we are in front of me, the camera. Let me give you an intro, a little soft intro. All right, so first off, uh, Drell is named after Superman's father. All right, Precisely. so that's that's a good intro. That's intro to start. Uh, secondly, on top of that, uh, uh, business-wise, on the back end, there's so many things that happen on the backside of a farm system. Everybody thinks we just do lessons, Basically. and that's it. We just come in here and do some lessons, and that's the, it, the extent of our business. And there's, you know, what's what is there to figure out? And uh, you know, it's far. There's far more things going on. But the main reason, uh, Drell, I wanted us because we talk business so much, obviously every single day but i think i get a lot of dms uh with people talking and asking about business because it is something that um from a baseball side like a lot of people first off let's go with some basic statistics that i like to say all the time mm -hmm. is again 90 percent of businesses fail uh within the first five years um 99 of businesses fail within the first 10 years um if you specifically look into the baseball space there is a reason uh that landlords do not like to rent uh, to baseball or like any type of recreational uh, facility because they fail so often. It's also uh, seen very similar in churches and mm -hmm. things like that as well because it's hard financially mm -hmm. uh, for people to stay afloat. And so there's something that um, I think along with this, and also I just want to paint this image from the get-go, is going into this conversation as well. If you're like, oh, well, I don't own my own business. I just want to be a coach. Da, da, da. Uh, there's going to be so many financial nuggets that I'm sure that are going to be like within this that, again, this isn't a podcast if you only – have a business or also too, you have no aspiration of ever owning a business. Cause I know there's some people that don't have a business currently, but has aspirations too. And you and I, you know, both have, uh, you know, had that route definitely, um, early in our lives uh, as well. And so, um, I do want to paint that as well, that there's so many things that even in your own personal life, um, if you run it like a business and we'll kind of talk about that, like what that could do for your personal finances <laughs> and how you're selling yourself, marketing mm -hmm. yourself and all the things that go into that. So, um, and, and then the last thing I'll say, um, is, well, not the last thing, the whole podcast, Jarrell, um, but the last thing that if Joey uh, doesn't speak, yeah, that would be. That'll be a miracle. Yeah. What do we, we have a podcast? It would <laughs> no. make sense. So we have. Um, I do think the uh, the other part uh, with this as well is you and I have been talking about this is that we want to have um, regular podcast uh, where we kind of go through different parts of the farm where we have again when I'm talking with Cody where we can talk really in depth and kind of go into from a training philosophy standpoint and that's a big thing I get a lot of questions about. But then I also get a bunch of questions about like how we run our business and people want to come by and see mm -hmm. how we run things, how we structure <clears> things, how we've made it, you know, this way, how we've built what we built, why we invested. I get a whole bunch of questions of like, hey, how did you guys afford this? What was your thought process behind it? You know, let's say like, you know, I'm sure we'll get into things like, you know, like the, you know, force plate or something like that. That is a massive purchase. And why did you choose to do that? And how did you monetize that that where it made sense for your business? And then also, too, I get a bunch of questions, obviously, in the sense of. Um, mentality, you know, I actually have somebody sitting in my DMs right now, 
listen, I didn't forget about you. All right, dog, I'm going to get back <laughs> to you here soon. Is someone was asking me about mentality and like, you know, again, getting into the box and like, you know, some of the things uh, mentally there as well. And again, those side from obviously we've um, at this point, when you guys hear this podcast, you should have also already heard uh, me and Taylor's podcast as well, going to some of that stuff. And then we have a treat coming up where we're going to start doing, you're going to have some uh, podcasts around um, S and C and sports and performance new stuff. stuff coming, yep. new stuff coming, new stuff, new coming. stuff coming as well from that side. And then also I'm sure there'll be specific things just cause we're doing, you know, just a couple things around here is also specific stuff that has to do with, um, softball comparatively from the niche of baseball and all the uniqueness from different cultures in that way. So, um, we hope to see this being more of a regular uh, thing that we can get on and we talk uh, business so much um, and as you know and a lot of people don't know because I don't hear that side from me as much is like you know it's a massive passion um, of mine is, is business <clears throat> so why don't you kind of just first uh, so they can understand um, the audience like they can understand more of your background um, things you've done um, kind of there and then also to uh, from that you'll walk into some other questions uh, that I want you to no um, I was actually gonna bring that up anyways um, for those of you that don't know um, Joey's also a business genius, not just a hitting guru. I don't know about all well. that. I don't know genius. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because when you look at uh, you know things he's speaking of, what's going on in our business internally, um, it does take a lot of creativity. It does take a lot of um, you know, not just evaluating the landscape of the industry, but seeing what's particularly special about your business and how to get it to your clientele in a particular manner. And I think you've. Um, I've been here for a year um, and, and watching you do that. I just wanted to say one, thank you. Um, and two, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Um, but um, I wanted to back up and um, go how um, our, our lives kind of intersected mm. in business um, back in, what was that, 2016, I think, Something 2016, 2017, yeah. something yep. like that. Uh, and so funny story, um, when Joey first um, so we both work at Planet Fitness together. I'm sure you guys have heard him talk about that a few times. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hope Cody right now in this moment <laughs> inserts a lunk alarm just going <laughs> nuts right now. Boop, boop, boop. I don't even know what it sounds I've like. Never, I've never heard it yet. Uh, I think I turned it on maybe one time. <laughs> uh, we, oh, had it, we had a button that said, uh, a switch that said, don't touch. It sounded yeah. like a tornado warning. Oh, okay. That's what it sounded like. That's good. It's yeah. probably not good in Kansas because they probably would just really think there's a tornado. Yes, yeah, Kansas like, and Oklahoma. Yeah, that's true. Um, and um, while we were there, you know, we're both young, um, and um, I, I got to Planet Fitness about a year and a half before Joey did, and worked through the ranks, and I'm like, I'm the best regional, I'm this and that, and I hear of a guy um, that had just started, just got promoted, his name is Joey, I'm like, who's Joey? And uh, <laughs> 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 like, who's Joey? And my boss, she's like, you know, he's super talented, um, this, this, that, and the other, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <talented> <laughs> yeah, exactly what I said in my head. Not more talented and than And she me. goes, she literally goes, I don't know if you remember this. She mm. tells me, she goes, yeah, you should give him a call. Yeah, I remember your first call to me. Oh, uh, you should I give him driving. a call. Yeah, yeah, you should give him a call. I was like, I was on a toll road. I was on a toll road and I was at running out of gas, <laughs> had no gas. Me and you were, were talking on the phone. Um, and I remember getting gas like at this, like there was one gas station on. And if you again, if you're in this part of the country, I, I was in Kansas and Oklahoma at the time. Don't drive too is, long with that. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> uh, you get on a toll road like that. And these toll roads are not short roads. Like nope. there are longer roads out there. And so 
um, all of a sudden, like, you know, you have to stop at a toll road gas station. That ga- Those gas prices, good thing we weren't paying for gas at that point. Nope. But um, it is something, obviously, uh, you know, again, just a little note there. Yeah, you get on that toll road gas, uh, gas they know if you're stopping on the toll road, I got a lock on you. You know, like, we're going to make you spend Six, some money. 650 for a gallon. 100%. Wait, that's normal now, though. That's normal now. <laughs> all right. Uh, and um, go on the phone. I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, man, if you ever need anything. Just let me know. I know you're kind of new. <laughs> this, this is Matt, right? Understand what's about to happen in the story, right? Um, and so he, Joey kind of plays it off. I, I'm knowing this now. Um, and um, he, we have a, a five levels of leadership conference that was coming up. And um, there were four speakers that I knew who was speaking, but there was a fifth one that was missing. And I'm like, who's the speaker? And um, come to find out, it was the dude that's been working here for three months <laughs> <laughs> whose name is Joey. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> time wait, out, hold, time on, out. hold on, why am I not the speaker? Exactly. What is going on? Literally is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, I'm the best. Yeah. Joey's not supposed to be speaking. I'm supposed to be speaking. What is this? Yeah. And so um, I actually met him um, the day before he spoke, and um, we had our first drink together. And honestly, I don't know if I liked you Wow, you're going to let my, my stuff out like that? Maybe the audience <laughs> didn't know I, I, I drink. Oh, I had a drink every one. once in a while. All right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I was like, I don't know how I feel about Joey. I don't know if I like him. I think I was just didn't like the fact that within three months, he was already at the same position to me, speaking in front of our CEO and all this. And I'm just like, um, but then, you know, the cool thing was is, um, you know, after, you know, hearing him, pre- probably one of your first presentations, I would Yeah, assume. I was, I was, because um, again, the same thing too. I actually brought that up. It's funny how people perceive something compared to like the reality of it is I, literally one of the first things that I brought up when they asked me to do it, I was like, Hey, like it doesn't matter what I have to speak about. Like, will they hear me Mm -hmm. because I am so new Mm -hmm. because I do have the least amount of experience here Mm -hmm. because even too, at that time I was the fastest one to become a regional. I was only there for six months becoming a regional. Mm -hmm. And then at that point I'd only had been a regional for like three months. And so I would only been with the company for like nine months. And at that point, like my GMs, some of my GMs are 15 years older than me. And they have way more business experience than I've had. And especially with running a Planet Fitness, which I didn't know the ins and outs of, you know, again, there were certain clubs and stuff I had never even experienced. And so because of that, um, you know, uh, they kind of reminded me of exactly what I do with our GMs is that, you know, when I would come in with the GMs, it wasn't like, hey, I know more than you. Um, It was just like, hey, like, how can I help? And like, how can I help you do your job very well? And I'm not coming in and I would say this blatantly to them, you know, just like when I kind of talked with you guys about that was just like, yo, like you guys know way more about being a regional and like all these other things that are coming in. Um, I just have like, you know, some experience that I bring in from sports and also from my life experiences that like from a leadership perspective um, of like getting everybody to run in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And so that was more kind of what they reminded me back at that time is like, Hey, we're going to do this. I know you're new, blah, blah, blah. We wanted to offer this to you. This is we know that this is a massive passion of yours. Um, and we think that this would be a good fit for you, especially because it had to do with five levels of leadership. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, has to do with John Maxwell, who is like, I've probably read more of his books than I've read of anybody's books ever. Um, and so because of it had to do with him as well, that was also an alignment of, you know, passions as well. But go ahead. And no. And, um, you know, um, seeing that after that first speaking event or assuming, like I said, one of your first speaking events, um, um, I think we started to uh, one. I saw uh, what everybody else saw. Um, and I think everybody that was there saw it as well. 
um, and then two. Um, well, and you and you can't see it if you don't already have it, so it's okay. <laughs> they're just, they're well, just a, they were aware. Uh, they, were, they were aware because they already lacked. And, they already had a lot. And of And also too, you know, after you know hearing where your your mindset was and how you thought about things, I was like, you know, uh, we we finally got to one gain a genuine true friendship mm. um, that you know um, from work doesn't happen often. I'm sure a lot of you guys can agree. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy our paths crossed it, but what I wanted to stop and point out, uh, was the same kind of question that you asked, um, as you were about to speak at that event is, you know, will they hear me because of this? Um, because I'm just started because I'm young from my experience of being here over the last year, we're kind of seeing some of that same thing with you in baseball as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, considering the fact of, you know, where you've been in the game and what you've done, like, yeah, you're, you're just 29 years old. Um, but again, you know, the beauty about it is if people could just, again, see your heart, your passion, what you actually want to do for the game, um, and not just the game, but the passion that you have for helping players, which mm. is the same passion, you know, that we all saw and had to carry when, you know, building a business and helping leaders underneath you, um, which I think is an interesting kind of um, place that you're at twice, yeah. you know, in two different careers, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, no, I, I think it's an interesting thing, and I think – Again, you can have that conversation, I think, without having God, um, you know, mixed in because it's such a big foundation, obviously, um, not only for me, but also I think the foundation of our company. Um, there's so much uh, faith involved with mm. where God has uh, delivered, you know, us oh. from, especially me personally. I yeah. mean, I know <clears throat> you guys know very personally, like, again, like how I grew up, where I was born, all those things. And, um, you know, again, I, obviously, as going through my life like it, it isn't the most traditional route of someone of um maybe like where they you know where i currently sit in the game or you know where i'm I've, i'm seeing and, and events i'm getting invited to and all these other things and very often you know again that same exact human response that like you know you have in those same moments and you know we talked about that as well of having you know it's natural for us to start having identity and um, achievement and uh, status and some of these other things that we you know start to chase after different parts in our life as well and I think that it could be a you know pretty interesting thing where again in that in the dynamic just like you're saying is I think God needed to prepare me for was I think early in my life um, I just I, I had a battle through a lot of adversity you know, really early. And again, everybody had more, yeah. some people had way more adversity than me. Some had way less adversity than me. Um, but again, I think just like how God like put me together and like how we, with that, like I was always like a stir the pot, you know, <laughs> still doing shit it. <laughs> starter. Like I always wanted to have these challenging conversations. I was everything but a yes man, even mm-hmm. when I was young and yes boy, when I was young, um, you know, again, me and my brothers would just do what my dad told them to do. Like I was stubborn. My dad <laughs> whooped me and I'm still arguing, you know, like I'm just, you In know, the same it. thing too. Like, you know, I'm sure I was just like, well, if you swing your arm back further, it'd probably hurt more. Like, you know, like I was like, you know, always had that like in me where it was like, that wasn't, um, going to get me to not do, yeah. um, what I felt to do. And, um, I was always the why kid. You know, again, I'm sure I, I annoyed not only my parents, but like Teachers, everybody, everybody around me that I'm like, why, 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 why? And I like made it's always very just critical. Just do it, Joey. Yeah, just <laughs> just do a p- obedient. And I'm like, <laughs> like why? no, I'm not blindly following. Right. Like, I need you to explain to me why um, in these, these different ways. And I think it led down that other path. I'm along with it. But, um, you know, I'm always very grateful that I did go because um, people talk to me about Planet Fitness like mm-hmm. all the time and. 
Um, I always talk about Planet Fitness in a really high regard uh, because of how um, brilliant the business model is from a business standpoint. Like if you have a passion for business, um, I don't. I think it would be very hard for you to go inside their business model and not understand why they make money, not agree with how they do lifting. Like that's more thinking like a technician. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is how I like to lift and this is fitness and this is, that is not Missing Planet Fitness. Yeah. Like their business model is such a smart business model when it comes into fitness. I understand why they make so much money. Mm -hmm. And that's where there's a separation for me also too when we come into business is because it's, it is different because I take some of that and then also blend that in where we're more in the sense of again like from the uh, more of like an expertise lens compared to general fitness is, is very different you know branches that you're going into and so you know that kind of has gave this like hybrid um to our business model um that we currently you know that uh, again doesn't really exist in the space as much where again we're touching so many different audiences yeah. where we have things to consume from the general public, um, but we also offer very high-end services to organizations, um, you know, schools, things like that as well, that um, typically people do one or the other, exactly. um, and they hyper-focus <clears throat> with that. And I'm not saying there's, there's businesses that are successful in all of those, right, that are hyper-focused, like Planet Fitness on general public, you know, um, very high-end expertise and consulting and all those things that you can get from the very top end. Um, and again, I think we have a unique niche uh, from where we are, where we're this little hybrid kind of in between there uh, where we get to touch a lot of different people and um, not not just from a lens of like expertise where I'm just like constantly talking over people's heads. Um, but there's also this other place where, again, connecting with some general audience that is just, you know, my son plays baseball and I never played baseball when I was growing up and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And like connecting some of those things for some of them, too, which is I think brings a very unique uh, communication style that it requires, um, for me, because especially now with like social media, um, when you, when you're talking and again, I'm reaching, I'm reaching like, you know, for a while there, you know, we were going, I was, I had a post at least once a month that yeah. was going over a million people. Mm -hmm. Right. And to do that back in the day, like, you know, you're playing like, you know, the NFL, it's like Super Bowl or something like that. Now we're doing it from our cell phones. Like it's, it's crazy to be able to reach that many people. And I, and again, it sounds good. You're like, Oh, a million views, you know, or a million different mm -hmm. unique views that people are uh, viewed this. Um, and again, like along with that is like having that context. I, I was, um, we were at a, uh, we were at Maverick city, I think. Uh, Maverick City concert and then again my my girlfriend I brought up and she said hey like perspective wise and then also um, earlier that year I had gone to a Garth Brooks concert out in LSU uh, when I was at LSU and uh, when I was showing her these two different things yeah. you know both events she reminded me both times like Joey like your last post that was like 120,000 like unique people like you were talking to a, a concert amount of people all at once yeah. and connecting with all those and they all come from different backgrounds and they all have different perspectives mm -hmm. and they all had a grandpa <clears throat> that taught them this <laughs> and a coach that said that and mm -hmm. a, and a, and a this and that and all these other things and so to uniquely be able to it's very hard because we weren't really designed like that as 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 people like to have that much interaction yeah and also too for example like when you're when you're having those it's like you know for me to give you personal advice and us to have us to have you know, if I'm specifically talking to you and connecting to you, well, me and you are going to talk different. 
right? Because we, again, we have context. We ha understand we have a foundation of our relationship. I'm going to say things to you that I'm not going to say to Taylor. I'm going to mm -hmm. say things to Taylor that I'm not going to say to you. <clears throat> I'm also going to say things to both of you that I'm not going to say to, you know, somebody else in our business or again, on the same side of that, or, you know, there's unique relationships that I'm not going to do with like a customer or a client or, you know, a pro client compared to a 12 year old. Like there's all of this in between. And so when you're reaching, you know, with that, where, you know, you're touching, you know, a million people all at once. Um, there's just no way um, that, you know, you're not going to miss some people, miscommunicate, be misconstrued, yeah. misunderstood, um, all of that. Like, I'm just and, and one thing that Maxwell used to say that all the time as well as just like. Um, and he used to say that, too, where, again, he, even he wasn't getting a million you know, views like that's a new crazy a new thing, thing that we yeah. can do is the say like that is like he used to say, I'm just I'm just not that good of a communicator. You know, and that's a reality thing with me. It's like, it's not that I'm not a good communicator. It's just that we're just not, I'm just not good enough communicator that I can communicate to a million people and touch them all equally the same and be, you know, not misconstrued, not misunderstood <laughs> yeah. and everybody taking exactly what I said the very first time without any context, without any of those things. And I'm just like, not that good of a communicator. Um, and again, I don't know if I'll ever be in my life to be able to communicate to a million people. Might be just be one person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, 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 just your, your, your main man, Jesus, you know? Um, and even him, like, again, misunderstood, misconstrued, yeah, right. how to write a book, how to have multiple disciples to be able to break things down. All <clears throat> like again, along with it. And, um, actually a big thing here, not to walk into the spider web. I was actually reading, um, in a book last night. Um, and I thought it was pretty, a profound thought was that, um, and again, if you, if you don't, um, believe in God, take the meat, lose the bone. So I was like, throw that out there. <laughs> but, um, it talked about like in God's creation. Well, if God, if God, anything he creates is going to be less than him, right? It's not going to be him. He's not creating him. He's creating something. Any creator is only creating things that are less than him, but anything less than him is missing something. Mm. And if it's missing something, then, because again, how this conversation got brought into is, for example, like uh, the conversation was around um, like natural disaster, mm -hmm. right? Okay, well, the fall of man, all those other things, right? Our natural sins, how we hurt one another, all those things. Okay, I can understand that, but like a natural disaster. And also, too, obviously, let's say, you know, someone's spinning off there going global warming, whatever they're doing. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, let's say we never invented a car. Let's say any of those things. Natural disasters have always been a thing, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, you can kind of go in then, and we know we talked about what, what just recently happened over in Florida, all those things as well, right? So within natural disaster, okay, well, what has man done to deserve natural disasters was the kind of the question. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty profound thought because it opened my heart to another layer of love is that to understand, he used the example as um, anything that is less um, that is less than God is going to be missing something. And if they're missing something, then there there's the opening for something else to happen. And the example he gave of this is like, for example, the rock needs to be hard enough for you to be able to stand on, but it's also hard enough for you to stub your toe. Mm. Right. Um, air has to be thin enough for you to be able to breathe it in. But at the same time, thin enough that you're falling through it. You know, again, if you were to fall out of an airplane or something like that. Right. Um, also too, along with that, like, you know, water, right? Like, it, it, these are bars what makes <laughs> what makes something you know again water and what the nutrition and the value that it brings to our bodies and what it does for us is amazing but at the same time it can drown us mm -hmm. right and so the dichotomy of love that is mixed in there of understanding that any positive thing seen in the wrong light or put in the wrong situation then becomes a negative is that there's an appreciation of love 
for what it is and what it is capable of doing in the leadership side that came from that is like humans are the same. Every, every talent that you have on another platform and another space in the wrong timing, you know, is the op the wrong person, you know, for the job. And, and again, that doesn't mean again, if you're measuring the fish to climb a tree and you go, it doesn't have any value or, you know, you really hurt some people here, uh, because I had the, you know, porcupine walking around giving people hugs or whatever that yeah. was, right? Is that again, we're <clears throat> using it out of context of what it is. And even, you know, again, along with that is like the value of what's coming with it, it you know, comes with some faults, yeah. right? And uh, the only thing that is everything is God. Mm -hmm. And so anything that is less than is, is something, um, you know, again, that there's going to be pieces that are missing and things that it can't do. And um, I thought that was a pretty like profound thought also too, of like going in that with like, you know, leadership wise, which you and I share that passion is understanding that with people is like, Hey, and uh, Tay, Tay and I actually had this conversation about, um, you know, I'm a really bad person to bring, um, when you just had something really exciting happening in your life and you're really excited about this project or how you're going to do something or whatever those things, um, like I'm typically not your guy. Right. And we know that. Yes. I'm typically <laughs> not your guy because I'm, I'm so critical, yeah. you know, and I'm so, uh, I'm so, uh, uh, deductive thinking and I'm, 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 I'm tearing it apart to figure out where the holes are. Uh, because in reality, to, to bring it into fruition, these are things we need to think about. But and again, we do need to have these conversations. But I had to start learning that when people would come to me and I would be I'd feel like a dream crusher. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that when they would come to me, I'd be like, hey, like I could tell that you're super excited about yeah. all these things. I think you might need to go talk to a Taylor. You might need to go talk to a Will Marshall from 108, right? You might need to go talk to these individuals that are going to be super hyped with you and be like, man, I'm so proud of you, all these other things and all these and the, the places because what makes me so good at how my brain works is also in another setting is also problematic and also can make people feel a certain type of way where they can get these mixed, you know, reviews when they first are meeting and like how my brain works and how I think and all those other things. But at the same time, um, you know, when I didn't understand that as a, as a positive, you know, obviously most people always wanted to tell me how it was a negative and try to get me to change. And, and with every strength on the backside of a strength, my mentor always taught us mm -hmm. <clears throat> would be a blind spot. Yeah. Um, which is again, like you just mentioned, something that does make you so good, if not managed correctly, um, could also hurt someone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, the audience is sitting here wondering, like, what in the heck just happened? And we went from business to what are y'all talking about? Let me help you guys and tie back with everything that Joey just said, because um, there was a lot of pieces in there. And so I think the first point that you made uh, was, you know, if taking this industry and in baseball particularly and looking at, um, you know, what's me being kind of new to it, um, what's going on is like, okay, I've taken um, – other business models and other business structures and, and looked around not just in baseball of how things are ran but have gotten ideas of how to run my business um, from other industries um, and so I think that was also point one of you know taking experience um, people that have done it already and ideas from other industries to make your business in baseball creative um, I think the um, second point um, that you hit on um, was um, identifying um, essentially um, not just not necessarily your audience um, and how to derive your product or give this product to your audience, uh, but more or less of is this business model 
um, structure to be popular or the structure for the target market and audience that I'm trying to intentionally reach. Yeah. Um, and like you said, on both sides with us, if you look at kind of what we have of a, of a mixed model, of a hybrid model, we still are reaching the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a point, we have a resource for you, but when you walk in here, okay, the, the model is completely different than mm. mass model. Um, and then the third thing, we'll do two more. Third thing was, if you don't have God in your business, but God in your business, mm-hmm. uh, was bringing God in your business and having people, um, and I think not just the God part, but if, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, if you don't believe in God, um, looking at core values of, are the people that are around you have the same values of you and believe in the same things? And mm-hmm. the fourth and final thing was how you um, catered your leadership. Mm. Um, to who you were speaking with and who you were talking to and how you're interacting with them and how you're speaking and communicating with them. And I think that um, if you can take those things um, from what Joey just said, I think that provides a pretty good start and good mix um, for your business. Again, I just wanted to tie all that back yeah, together. No, good, <laughs> good takeaway notes, yeah. And, you know, and I think the big thing is, again, along with it, is that, you know, again, like it um, – that all a thing too that I've had you know against a natural growth thing and you don't know what it kind of feels like until you've done this and I'm sure maybe you've done this in another area of life or maybe it's been baseball is you having that thought process again like my brother used to always tell me it's like people want to see you do well just not better than them mm-hmm. you know and again that's not always the case for every single person but in large majority um, for example like uh, when I was you know Cody and I had this conversation about like you know how re- rebellious some people can be to some content that I put out and he's like hey like I post some very similar content um, on things as well. Like, why don't people respond as aggressively there or even other people that kind of fall in line with my philosophy, uh, that I have personally and where they become off of my coaching tree. Right. And they've like, I've trained them, I've taught them. Um, you know, again, they've shadowed me all these other things mm-hmm. and they've kind of ran down this, uh, mentored them in some capacity. And like, you know, they might not get as big as uh, rebellion as I might get. And he's like, you know, why do you think that that, you know, might be, and so it led to a really good conversation. But I think one of the big things I talked about is like, hey, like when I wasn't the guy, mm. I didn't get attacked like that either. Mm. Like I was seen as the, you know, again, at the same time, <clears throat> when you go back, like if you go look back historically, like um, like when I was with Eugene out of 108, when he had built a reputation, all those other things and also had a must again, just like I do with a lot of these other people, too, is like I have a much bigger following than some uh, some of these people as well let's say like you know cody's page compared to mine right Mm -hmm. um and and as cody continues to build his audience well like you're reaching more and more people and obviously with more and more people in the very beginning is you have a very intimate circle of people that love and care about you um understand who you are as a person all these other things and so a lot of things you're saying don't get taken out of context uh they want to believe the best all the adopters are your supporters yeah 100 (laughs) percent And then also, too, um, as long as well, is like when you seem to be uh, more in the stage of maybe regurgitation or no original thought, right? You're not really sharing your original opinion. Um, you're just regurgitating an opinion mm. and a training philosophy along with it is that people don't uh, as much hold you accountable to that because you're not the creator, right? You're not you're not the ringleader. You're not the, the X, Y, and Z. And so because of that, um, you know, again, along with it, like there's a lot of people that fall in line with other philosophies and I probably wouldn't respond to them, but there's also certain guys that are getting like, let's say leaders or influencers or you know where that is in their own capacity, that there's a certain thing that I'm going to interact with them comparatively to, you know, certain other people. Um, and you know, again, along with that is like me had, um, uh, me realizing that again, on the opposite side of that is when I was telling him is like, Hey, 
when I started my own facility, when I started, you know, again, like things started popping off, like following quadrupled and mm -hmm. all the things started happening. Like, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, I even look at it just like, um, you know, a professional athlete in the same way, right? Like you got away with things. And again, it's not that I'm perfect. I'm a human being like yeah. anybody else. Like there's a lot of flaws that, you know, um, you know, I have in throughout my uh, character and, and personality and all these other things. And people a lot of times don't like to admit those things of like, no, I'm perfect. And my character's great. And all these other things like, no, 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 I'm working on me every single day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm work, I'm working towards these things. I'm making decisions every single day that are shaping me into the man that like I'm still mm. becoming in those same ways. And so because of that, you know, a lot of times when we have these conversations along with it, it's like, well, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just living my life and I'm, I'm a human that just happens to be on a stage that uh, there's so many people there that are there to critique comparatively to your stage being around just people that love and care about you. Yeah. And I'm going to be highly more critiqued than anybody else um, in the same way. And there's also too, there's plenty of people that are way more critiqued than I am. Um, you know, again, there's stages to this game as well. Like, okay, can you, okay, you know, you can't deal with your mom and your dad and your friend saying something. Okay, that's great. You got five people in your life that are not, you know, naysayers, right? And then you get, again, the same thing. Then you get bigger and then it's like, you get more attention. It's like, okay, now you got, you know, 20 people naysaying. Then you got 50, 100, thousands, you know, tens, thousands, you know, like all those things and where anything happens. And then it's like, mm -hmm. you know, and then some guys, like hundreds of thousands, millions yeah. of people that, you know, do X, <clears throat> Y, and Z along with that. And then, you know, I always, um, I would take that in as well as like something I always started taking in is like any, any like, you know, like president or democratic, you know, leader in, in some way, like they're fighting for 51% of the nation. And that's a crazy thing to think about. It's just like, it's like more than likely, you know, again, I think the most approved rating ever was like, I want to say like maybe 43% of the, the, uh, if I'm, I'm going off the top of my head, but I think, I think it was something like maybe 43% of the, the nation didn't approve. Mm. So like even there, okay, great. You got up to 57%. Yeah. And I think that I, I think I'm, I think the most, I don't think that that's even true. I think it's even less than that. Um, but again, and think about that as like, even then at the highest levels, there's like how many people were actually going to agree along with like the decisions you're making the you know all these things and everything's going to be critiqued so you can't um and i'm going to do a little plug here for a book that uh, michael todd you know um had has suggested and i had looked into hmm. and now i've been reading is um i think it's called uh leadership pain hmm. or it's called leadership is pain something like that and um, i've been uh reading that as well and again along with it is just knowing when you walk in the leadership like if it's not painful well then you're not leading mm -hmm. and understanding that like when you are leading and the more you lead um you know again the more arrows you're gonna have to take and so you know um what does that mean because i think you can see that from two different sides um where you're at right mm -hmm. uh, from the business end and um you know in baseball because uh, one you're leading people um, we have real life human beings in here working for you. Mm. Um, and then two, not just athletes, the parents, the players, the coaches, mm. but a whole industry mm. um, that you really, in my opinion, kind of, um, you know, like you always say, staying on top of the shoulders that came before you. But again, kind of pushing mm. that door open yeah. um, and leading the way there is my turn know, to do my part. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. how, do, how do you handle, again, leadership aspect of the leadership pain in both areas? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it also comes with incapacity of one, like you have to get over yourself um, in the same sense, which again, I think people can get mixed uh, signals when they, like again, by listening to me in the same way. It's like, because it's a, 
interesting place because I always say, like, for example, if you're going to be president of the United States, you almost got to be a little arrogant. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, some people are like, what do you mean? Like, I don't like that, right? <laughs> but what I mean by that is, like, you kind of got to be a little arrogant to think that you can make these decisions for so many people. Millions and millions. And right? Millions. And what I mean by that is, too, obviously your arrogance, right, is rooted in a place of humility of, like, you know you can't. Right. But what I mean by that is like, you kind of got to walk forward with this, you know, with this, this feeling of like, Hey, at the end of the day, like I'm going to do my best and you know, I'm going to serve and you know, this other way. And along with that serving, like there is going to be, you know, I'm gonna fall short over and over and over again. I'm going to learn. We're gonna make adjustments, all these other things. Like I'm not, again, I'm not God. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, and even then like you're still going to criticize, you know, the decisions I make or what I tell you to do. So it's like, again, if that's going to happen to Jesus, that's going to happen to God. Like, you know, how am I to say that that's not going to happen to me and like it or not, you know, I'm gonna drop this thing, this plug. That was a big thing for me plugging Jesus. One of these, these, uh, thing that was big for me is was realization one of the main things that made me start reading the bible is like like it or not uh, jesus is one of the greatest leaders of all time yeah you cannot believe in christianity at all again the people the fact that thousands and thousands and thousands well not that many thousands thousands <laughs> of, you know of years later that people are uh still following jesus and what he again what he was talking about at that time and um his teachings and all that stuff shows and again i think that's a, a remark of legacy of any great substantial leader um, you know, along with it. And again, he just happens to have, you know, thousands of years compared to some guys it's hundreds, uh, you know, again, like Martin Luther King, you know, like you, again, you, you take these leaders or for example, if you look at like, you know, um, a big like hero of mine is like Muhammad Ali. Right. And like, I have his, uh, I don't know why that almost made me cry, but like, you know, again, like we'll I have this picture, I have this picture like on my wall, but like, you know, uh, at the house and like what a reminder me and the same thing too, as well as like, he wasn't just a boxer, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't just about becoming a champion. Mm -hmm was what he stood for and also to what um on the same side how he f affected humanity um in the same way with how he went about things and again um you know at the time i don't think necessarily you understand your impact and how god is using you in all those ways and again muhammad ali uh you know wasn't jesus christ follower wasn't you know again obviously had some different beliefs of what that looked like but again god's still using him um to affect humanity in so many different ways and that's actually one thing um that Bo brought up to me um, Bo brought up to me um, a while back ago was talking about that as saying, hey, like some people take arrows like, you know, for their family, right, yeah. for their friends, for, uh, you know, their business, all these other things. And like it's a whole nother thing um, where I never really thought of it like that because I felt like God just put it in who I was and it never was a conscious thing of mine is like, hey, like to push the game forward, um, you got to take arrows for an entire industry mm -hmm. and um, that everyone um that there's a large majority of this industry that is uh to move forward like it doesn't want to change you know it doesn't want to change it wants to stay the same um and that's not that you're wrong it's just that at the end of the day and it's not that i'm 100 right either right it's just that the fact that it, when you bring about change um and you you do those things even if you're right again you take a martin luther king or you take you know again you take a jesus you take you take any of these substantial like you know um insanely inspirational leaders of all time is that to think 
uh, that you're going to walk in and be the first one through the door, the innovator or any of those other things. And that you're going to get out of it with, and you're not feeling any pain and you're not taking any arrows. Well, then you're, then you're not leading and, and you're not innovating. And, um, and that's just something that comes with the territory. Um, and it comes with the territory. And then again, you have guys like, again, the same thing too. It's like where you have people talking about you and how you impacted them and you've never met them, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, again, like I've never met Dog, you know, Martin Luther King, right? I've never met Muhammad Ali. I've never met, uh, you know, Jesus uh, in the, in that in sense, the, uh, but in a different <laughs> way within relationship. But my, my point kind of like with that as well is that um, the book really talks about that is that um, I think it's a very interesting book um, in that same way. Um, when you're trying to avoid that pain or you're not feeling any of that pain or when you don't understand that leadership equals pain and from that context is that understanding that again there is pain necessary um to do anything that is substantial and again any type of like leadership and any type of uh, innovation absolutely and it's also a lot of sacrifice as well Mm -hmm. um you know not just sacrificing on a surface level you know your time your energy um, but you know, the emotional, um, and mental, um, space that it takes to not just because as a leader, what they, a lot of people don't talk about is how consistent you have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, and this is something that I found out early in leadership is once you have, um, a moment of inconsistency, it's noticed like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not only that, but how that moment of inconsistency affects everyone around mm-hmm. you. Plant seeds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the water seeds you've mm-hmm. already planted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it's super interesting looking at, um, or seeds they planted out of the traumas. <laughs> had a few yeah. of those moments come yeah. up. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it's super interesting looking at how, um, just that in a leadership aspect of, really understanding what you're getting yourself into, um, whether you're leading um, or leading an industry, uh, leading people, leading teams, whatever the case may be, really understanding that it's, I think you said this earlier, is giving up yourself. Mm. Uh, It's really not about you anymore. I think any great leader that um, leads successfully um, is a servant. Mm. Um, And I think, again, another bar that you said earlier it's really your, your success as a leader is not necessarily of um, how things are going while you're there but what happens when you're gone mm. um, you know and so uh, it's super interesting looking at this space and, and and watching just the position that you're at knowing you know um, getting to see kind of the beginning of the kind of the business side of your career mm. and guys I didn't even know I knew this dude for so long. I didn't even know he did this uh, up until, you know, what, two years ago, three years ago when you started um, the farm system, um, that he was so skilled and so talented and and many facets of things, specifically speaking to hitting. Um, But um, it's cool watching uh, this from the other side of um, the maturation process of you becoming not just um, already was a great leader um, and how that's continuing to grow and how you're continuing to affect people around you, um, not just in this building um, and in business, but um, on the other side, too. Pretty cool, dude. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and again, I do take again along with that is um, I talk about that a lot with, you know, uh, drill in the same way. Like the reason that, um, you know, again, bringing drill on again, it's not like he has a. Um, Again, his position here of being like a COO, first off, like CEOs, COOs inside of baseball are kind of rare. 
um, anyways, in the sense of when it comes to private um, companies and like how they operate, but also along with it, um, it's also very rare to bring somebody from outside the space um, to have such a bigger role and obviously how you know we do things. And one of the big things obviously along with that is um, the leadership again, like, like drill rightfully. So uh, like, you know, when, when we were going into those things, like, and again, in all honestly, in the same way, like um, I think I had gotten over, I think God had taught me that lesson um, the year prior. And I've talked about that even, you know, where, when I first got to the NAI, like when I had to become, you know, the guy doing charts is, you know, realizing for like the team to win, you know, it's kind of that old quote, like it's amazing what we can accomplish when we don't care who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you're the dude that gets all the credit. And then sometimes you're the dude that gets none of the credit, but had a massive impact. And again, if you can die to the ego, of what that looks like from both sides, um, I think it also prepares you on the opposite side that when you are getting all the credit of like one, like not wanting it, or that's not the way that you know, like the reason you're doing it for in the first place. And if you're just running off, that is your fuel is like other people telling you how great you are. Like it's going to come far in between and it's not going to be enough. Um, so how important that is. But I think also in the same sense of that is again, when like you called me, um, I remember that day, the first day you called me. Yeah. I knew I was leading the conference. Like, yeah, I knew I was gonna do these other things, but also too, like my boss was also telling me about Jarrell who was on the other side and how he had done this. And he has the first most profitable region in, in the world. And um, he has the biggest teams and they, his clubs make the most money and all these other things. And I had the, the smallest region and my clubs made the least amount of money, but they were very efficient mm-hmm. um, at how much, you know, that they were making for having such a small market and what we were, you know, capable of doing for sure on from that side as well. And so um, there was also like just a mutual respect from that other side of being like, Hey, there's a bunch of things that I know that, um, I don't know from here. Um, and, you know, uh, along with that, you know, I think that turns into that other place of like when we can, when I come, you know, uh, again, like I have been planting seeds in you, uh, you know, that we had talked about, you know, us working together um, so many different times <laughs> throughout. And again, yeah. very similar in the sense of how many times I've had conversations even with, you know, Taylor and all those things um, of these situations. And, um, you know, if something were to ever come up and I think that that's like, a, you know, a big thing um, that I had as well as like bringing you on, um, into one challenge and make sure that I was staying on pace with what I was trying to do. Even in conversations, like, again, it's like almost that, uh, that devil's advocate thing. It's like, you know, we could a hundred percent agree, but at the same time, um, we'll poke, let's poke holes in this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I joke with you all the time about how, uh, whatever side of the fence I'm sitting on, you take, <laughs> you tend to do to play the opposite side of the fence. And I do the same for you because mm-hmm. I tend to play the opposite <laughs> side of the fence. And then also too, we bring in other voices to play other parts of those parts of the fence that make sure that where we're spending time, resources, talents, all those different things that, you know, again, this is a smart direction of what we're going in. Um, and I was talking to somebody like that uh, the other day about this, like, again, why do I hire really smart people and then think for them? You know, like I, I want, them to challenge, you know, what I'm thinking. Um, and again, um, the moment that I got a whole bunch of like, you know, yes men around me, it's like, okay, we're headed to a very bad spot. Um, and now along with that though, that the hard part is that most people that can't deal with conflict or have this other side of being like, you know, just because we don't agree, uh, doesn't mean, 
uh, like there's a natural healthy conflict that yeah. we need to have uh, to really get to where we're going and, and, and spark some different ideas of how we're doing things. And so I think that that could be a very big thing. But I, I, I say all that to say is that um, because of that, I also needed to bring in a high enough leader in the same way that could challenge me um, in those, those same uh, spaces to make me think about things from different lenses that I wasn't currently looking at them from or I don't get too sucked into baseball culture of how things have always been. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like what scale actually looks like for this and challenging, you know, like that dichotomy kind of, of both. So, um, it does, uh, you know, again, I do take in, uh, differently as well. Um, you know, like, uh, compliments or, or things from, from your lens, just because of the respect, obviously on the opposite side of like what that comes with. Uh, so I think that that's, you know, that's big. Um, and I think, the other thing, again, kind of just going back into, you know, business as well is like one of the big ways that I really want to push baseball forward is not just hitting, yeah. um, you know, also too how the only way for the whole industry to move forward in a lot of these things. And I hope a lot of the coaches here, you, you can connect with this is also like financially um, baseball is a um, very tough thing to be dedicated to and to capture some of the smartest and most innovative people in the world because it's not really rewarded very well because of financial um, availability. And some of that has to be with some people's passions were so deep into hitting or whatever that is inside of baseball, coaching, all these other things, but they have no business yeah. um, things. And I feel like, again, in that same way, because I have that unique blend of what that is and like I have a passion I don't have to like try like I really like doing business stuff um it gets me going and again also too on top of that if you think I'm passionate about like hitting I really do love hitting um but again I spend the majority of my time doing business stuff mm -hmm. and um I do love hitting but like hitting also too like it it get become taxing at times and I do a lot more uh business stuff and I think even businesses could be even a deeper pa business and leadership might be even a deeper passion for me um than hitting so again if you think i'm super passionate about hitting you should see that other side um and then um the last thing i was going to add with that as well is that just the understanding there is like to push the entire game forward um we need to get better on the business side and we need to set a new norm of what it looks like to be innovative to push the industry, how it will be rewarded, how you can monetize these things. And then now as the new ceiling is set, that then opens up the entire bottom of the industry where there shouldn't be guys in professional baseball that are making less than 10 grand a year. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be guys in baseball, in professional baseball, that are coaching an entire season that are making $20,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and again, there's coaches out there that have been coaching for 10 plus years that are, again, are still scrapping for all these things to stay in the industry. And it turns away so many bright and amazing minds um, within the game um, there as well. And so, like, that's another byproduct of, you know, again, unintentionally. Um, you know, again, like raising that ceiling of, hey, I know it hasn't been done this way, mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't have to be this exactly. way. And um, there is, you know, we can bring in this insight from other industries and say, hey, like, you know, and again, and when I'm talking with other business leaders, you know, that do have businesses inside baseball, um, you know, again, like when I'm coming from the private sector is like we can have real business um, conversations because 
again, I can break down to them like, hey, like business perspective, like, you know, you're doing this and doing those yeah. things like, you know, again, you're going to go pay somebody else, you know, 60 grand out of, you know, college or whatever to come and do X, Y and Z for you. Like, you know, we're doing we're actually providing three times that value. And this is a lot. And like we can go into those things and actually have real conversations about things that I'm actually passionate about. And actually, like, again, on the other side of like have some logic from the other side of like, I do want to help your company and also for us to help your company. Um, you know, I'm going to want you to best steward your money. And let me tell you the pros and cons of each. Like we provide a service here, uh, that, it, that is going to save you time, money, resources, all these other things. And we're both going to win. Yeah. Like this is a win-win here. And not because I'm trying to sell you anything. I'm just making, I'm bringing awareness of like, Hey, I think there might, I'm advising you that I think this might be um, a better way to spend your money. Um, so that, you know, everybody wins. And, and then if me and you both win also too, the industry is also winning, um, which again, pushes the game forward. So there, there is so many more ways than just one way, uh, to push the game forward. Um, and again, I think that a lot of times those other ways, uh, can get, you know, shoved down because people are so focused on hitting. Um, when if my only job, if at the end of my life, I'm only known as a hitting coach, well, then I feel like I failed. Yeah. Um, because that's not the abundance of gifts that God has given me um, and granted me with um, that it isn't, it wasn't and never was just purely um, hitting. And that isn't the only thing that fuels like who I am. You know? no, and I think like you said, um, you know, wrapping up, like in order to do that. And I think while you were speaking, I was like, thank you, Holy Spirit. Cause it's something hit me like, okay, like you're doing that almost on both sides of the, of the spectrum. It's like, um, you know, how many people in baseball are hiring um, two people to help lead the organization that have little to no experience in baseball or softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the thing about that is to the regular person, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at, again, bringing in different perspectives, uh, bringing in different ideas, um, when you have a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're, if you're staring at, you know, it's like when you're driving on a highway on a road trip um, and you, you're going 85, 90, um, and then you get back on regular roads and, you know, going 40 feels completely different. Um, when you get that different perspective or perspective shift, um, I think it allows one, more creativity, and two, opens up a whole um, spectrum of ideas um, and business opportunities that the industry may have missed just because again everybody who's in it is in it mm-hmm. um and the same things are happening um yeah. and maybe some you know tweaks here and there but ultimately like you said to really push the game forward to really um change um or promote change there has to be you know uh, a big i want to say a gap but almost a, a complete difference than well, if everybody else is doing this and you're doing this how do you separate yourself yeah you're you're if you're going to try to get into business by trying to compete with walmart by being walmart Walmart, like they're going to be never going to happen yeah and so you know the same thing too for example like another thing that it wouldn't make sense like again um you know uh, taylor for example like taylor is responsible for majority of our sales that we make with clients and again collection of money and like all these things and like there's little to no sales experience and even you know her when she's like we brought her in just like okay, you want me to be responsible for these other things. Like, <laughs> this like, is what? not my skill set. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but you don't understand, like, what sells, mm-hmm. that what actually sells 
is who you are. Your, your, your character is what will, will sell us and how you connect with people is what will sell because we more doing the same thing. Like if I ever, I don't ever feel like I need to hard sell anybody. Yeah. Like what we do from a marketing lens and the value that we provide and all those other things from there, like you're just another resource mm -hmm. for them to get what they're already looking for and the express value that we've already had. Like I don't need someone that has hard sales experience because I'm not trying to prove my value to anybody. Um, and that way we're playing bigger game um, of like, again, the same thing too. We give out so much as well. And again, like without very little um, ask for and return in that same way is that again, like I don't need somebody with really hard sales skills. Um, is there some sales techniques and some certain things that would like really help with certain situations? Like, yeah, okay. We talk about those. Like, again, like I do have some sales experience, like, okay, we've done these things like drill. You've had some, you know, sales experiences. Like we used to do these, you know, again as well. Like we had clubs that were making, you know, millions of dollars a month and all these, you know, and what that looked like from customer relations side uh, standpoint. But again, even planet fitness, they were, very like they're not hard sales like it is very the same thing they go very similar um and really smart marketing campaigns how they c connect with their audience everything's very soft um in that same way you're not really selling to anyone you're just making them aware of their options and then also too connecting with them so well you're doing such a good job on the marketing side um and the value standpoint from the very front and again value from their price points and yeah. value what you bring that again like if I, if I need to hard sell you, then I've done a bad job in other places. Or again, maybe it's not time for you to come in because you're not going to value so much. Uh, you don't see as much value that it needs to be there as well. So um, that's a very different, unique in like spin on that, those other things where I think some people um, really feel like if, they, if you feel like you need to really hard sell, um, I, my kind of argument on the opposite side would be that uh, you probably haven't expressed enough value. And if you're trying to, if you're trying to, um, express your value or explain your value to someone or fight for your value to someone. Uh, I feel like you're already in a losing battle and like, you know, instead, you know, you need to do that not directly, but indirectly by giving more to the industry and kind of, again, like the earn your stripes thing is just like, it's not a thing of like so much just purely off of years. Like, Oh, I've been in the industry for 20 years. Yes. But on the same sense, okay. You've, you've added value to your players year in and year out and all those other things. It's a whole nother thing within the industry as well. When you're, again, you're touching millions of people on a consistent basis of the value that you're bringing to so many different people that that can be done in a shorter time range where it's like you're touching, you know, these 20 kids every single year. Um, and like what that does um, with you is again, like a great feat yeah. for sure. Um, but there is something different where again, um, you're able to touch. And again, just like when people write books, just like when they do podcasts, just like when they do all these other things is again, providing more value and more ways to be consumed. Um, that again, along with that, then it becomes a byproduct of people wanting, um, you know, and coming to spend business uh, money with your business. And that's a very different mindset than just like, Oh, what service do we provide? Well, <laughs> they do this too. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, I can offer the same thing as Nike. Like Nike's going to make more money than me. Um, even if we, uh, you know, put the same amount of effort into something because of all the other effort, uh, that they've done and the value that they've brought in so many other ways. And I think it's a, it's a different spin. Um, a different spin than how a lot of people look at, um, you know, trying to gain clients within yeah. the business. Like, you know, we, we lean obviously more on how much value can I provide you? Um, and again, even if as expensive as our rates might sound, um, for some of our other stuff, it's like, I promise you on the other end that like, I'm saving you three times as much money than if you were to go do this yourself. Exactly. And yeah. I think, um, as we're talking about these things, it, you know, and the next time we sit down and talk, 
um, you know, going over, you know, um, you know, how do you commu- communicate your businesses to other businesses, um, culture, hiring, leadership. Um, I think even, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I think culture and leadership is probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, man, I think, um, I think we got some more to talk about. For sure. Yeah, always will, for sure. But no, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the good thing is, like, again, this is obviously a bigger passion of mine. And, like, the fact that along with it, like, we kind of go into some of the, right, like, some of the social media stuff. Yeah. Like, I sort of wanted to do, like, some more business stuff because it is such a massive passion of mine. I feel like when I'm not expressing that passion, it's like, again, <laughs> like, hiding or burying, you know, what we were talking about in Bible study last Your night. gift. You know, burying these other gifts or something that, again, I love talking about. Um, and I get kind of, sometimes I can get pigeonholed into talking about hitting. hitting. Um, you know, but again, uh, you know, Cody said that, but we always talk about that a lot too. It's like, you know, uh, yo, if I've, I've said this with, the, I've said this with the, the conversations, um, around with like Justin Stone, when Justin Stone was, uh, we're talking about, it's like, man, if you were just a good hitting coach, uh, you know, like there's no way you could be at the level that you're at. And the same thing, you know, with us of like, if we were just, um, you know, just good at, you know, these things that like, you know, again, you know, the, the business wouldn't exist. Farm mm-hmm. farm system wouldn't be a thing. You wouldn't know what it is if I was just to get hitting coach. There's so much more uh, that comes into that to actually has a, you know, successful, you know, business and what, what that comes into and, like, obviously the value we can provide to people. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going to dive into more of this stuff, too, as well. Um, again, I'm sure there's nuggets here. Share with someone that, again, especially on the business side, and you guys have the communications or have those relationships differently different um, some different, different things. I'm sure there's some nuggets in here you guys can pull from, uh, or, uh, something you can say I'm an idiot about, you know, so I'll share <laughs> that too. All good. Never um, if you're still, if you're still watching, you're a fan, right? It's all right. Good. <laughs> so, um, in any case, uh, just, you know, uh, so, uh, great for you guys again, uh, tuning in and again, uh, having seen some of these different views and want to touch on a lot of different subjects. And I thought this one would provide a good amount of value for you guys. And we'll continue to do this throughout, um, week in and week out. And also too, we might increase our podcast, uh, out output quite a bit because of how many different podcasts that I want to start doing. Um, so in any case, hope you guys found some value in this and, uh, until next time, farm system out.